0: indie rock stars. Welcome to another episode of Kindy Rockstars. Joining me from New South Wales in Australia is Joanne from Yuka Baby. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, hello, Patrick. What a, lovely, what a lovely thing to do. Thank you so much.
0: You got it. All right. Tell everyone about yourself, how you got into making kindy music.
1: Sure. I'd love to share that with you, Patrick. Well, um, I was first introduced to the world of early childhood music. Um, when I was working in a small music school and I began as an early childhood music teacher. And so that was many years ago, more than 20 or 25 years ago. And um, so this was a really a lovely way to, to work with young children. My background before that was as an early childhood educator and with my love of music, I was able to bring the two passions together and work in early childhood music education. And so it was through my work there. And then I started my own music program in Sydney, and that's called Yooka Baby. And that was around 10 years ago. So Yooka Baby introduces a ukulele playing uh, in the early childhood program. And uh, the first album that I had was based on ukulele songs. So quite folky, quite simple little songs based on pentatonic. Um, work, um, and this is very complementary to the work that we do in the class with children, early childhood classes. And then all this time has gone gone by, and there's been the perfect storm, which created an opportunity through COVID. Um, to give me the time that I needed away from teaching to do my second album, which is Watermelon Jazz. And that's very, very different from my little folky album, I Love to Play. And today we're going to talk about Watermelon Jazz, which is such a joy. It's only recently been released
0: and it's a lovely opportunity to talk about that. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, you got it. So um, from your first album to your second album, what Cause it's kind of your inspiration for changing course from, you know, it makes perfect sense. Ukulele, Yucca baby, uh, what kind of changed the, the musical styling for you in the second
1: one? It's a massive change and a really big departure. And it's not really typical of the music that I use in my classes. So from a pedagogical sense, it is quite a departure, as you say. So the first album was really based on the content in the classes and my work with children and my, my little students in my beginner ukulele classes. And those sweet little songs um, started life as little ditties or little simple one chord songs that were written for my beginner students to learn to play. And in creating an album, well, you can't have the sounds all like that. So we needed to arrange that music to make it, you know, more attractive. And so that was really at the heart of the first album. But the second album has a completely different heart. It's, a, it's quite a different album being based on jazz. And that came about because of my family connection in London in the UK. My daughter, who is an orchestral violinist, uh, she moved there to do studies in um, at the Royal Academy of Music uh, about four or five years ago now in London. And um, she met her wonderful partner, uh, one Misha Mulevato, in London. And um, he is truly a great musician, an amazing musician. He had his early life as, a, as, a, as an orchestral musician but has moved over to jazz in more recent years and can pretty much play anything and everything, composition... Uh, for orchestra, for jazz band, he has several jazz bands. He's a really versatile and really quite remarkable musician. Now, um, the little story behind this album is that, um, of course, many of you would know that we suffered the terrible black summer bushfires here on the New South Wales coast um, two years ago, and our family was sadly affected like many many families at that time now my daughter bridget was out from london visiting as aussie girls do when the london weather is bleak in their winter and it's (laughs) sunny over here she was out for the summer and we were holidaying on the south coast with family and the fires came and of course like everybody our, our lives were turned upside down because of that and our family here when bridget returned to london she wanted to help out because her grandmother and uncle and our family homes down here had been impacted. And she set about um, organising a bushfire benefit concert, which was picked up by the Royal Academy of Music in London and they supported Bridget and her co-founder as well, another young Aussie expat. And they put together an an incredible program of Australian music um, performed by... Australian musicians over there. We decided to surprise her, and in the February of that year, we, uh, along with several other family members from around the world, we all surprised her by landing in London to come and see the concert. And it was a wonderful occasion, Patrick, great Australian music and and uh, a really happy occasion, and they were very successful in raising money for the Bushfire Benefit. I sat with Bridget's partner, Misha, and he had um, actually... Created an arrangement for that finale of a very famous Australian folk song called I Am Australian. And it's one that all of us have grown up in school singing. But this was an arrangement uh, for that concert um, for orchestra and full choir. And it was quite spectacular. And I thought to myself at that time, oh, I wonder whether I could ever work with Misha. He's such a great guy and a great musician. Any case, um, COVID chased us all the way home to Australia, <laughs> and when we got back to there, um, in the first week of March, of course, we were all in lockdown. And well, Patrick, we'd never experienced anything like that, and we'd never imagined anything like it. And all of a sudden, we're all trying to work from home, trying to rearrange our business to online. And um, you know, there's only a small degree of success in early childhood music education. Yeah moving the business online. The classes aren't that effective because they're, they're very young children. So it wasn't going so well. And um, I wasn't quite sure how things were going to go. I, be- I began to discover that a lot of the families in my small Yucca Baby community were really suffering. There, there was a, um, people were losing their connection with each other, with their families children and adults were all of a sudden in, you know, pretty small, confined living spaces, and um, particularly in Sydney, it's a big city. And um, many, many elements were compounding and families were really in the pressure cooker, you might say. And I began to wonder how music might have a role to help, particularly within my little community. um, With the early childhood music program, we were running some classes, uh, but not a lot. So I was aware that families were having a pretty difficult time during the lockdown. And we got to hear a little about the Spanish flu epidemic from 100 years earlier. And I got to be thinking about this and thinking about families then, as we all were stuck at home and trying to make do. And I wondered about the role of music at that time. And it occurred to me that there was this wonderful new emerging sound coming from the U.S., which was, of course, jazz. And jazz had so many great new ideas and it became the people's music. It became so accessible. It provided so much joy. There were these great new ideas of improvisation, syncopation, singable melodies, um, call and response. And all of a sudden there was this newfound freedom in music that families were enjoying. And I got to think, I wonder how jazz could be an idea that I could explore in my new children's album. And this was one of the ideas then that informed how I'd go about planning and preparing for my new album. So anyway, one thing led to another, and of course my family in the UK were in lockdown also, and I said, I'm thinking of doing a new children's album because I've all of a sudden got time. So we got to be talking about it, and this is where a rather remarkable opportunity opened up. And this really is the main reason why this second album, Watermelon Jazz, is such a departure from that first album, which is more typical of the folky early childhood ideas. And that's simply because Misha wanted to be involved in the project and we collaborated and he was really, really wonderful to work with. I wrote all the material. And created all the demos and that was a little personal lockdown um, a task for me I had to start I set up a home studio started learning about you know um, digital audio workstation and and uh, preparing all of my demos at home and then when I was brave enough to send it off to Misha in London he loved everything I was so excited and we discussed then how um, the arrangements would be because he was going to use his band, his amazing jazz musicians in the UK to create all of the arrangements and all of the performance for my little children's album. And I just thought that was the most amazing opportunity. It doesn't come by every day, Patrick. Mm -hmm. So Misha is um, a very generous-hearted person who graciously was able to really take on the elements in early childhood music that are important to me Uh, we think of things like tempo and if we want um, the arrangement to not be too busy, you know, even things like at the technical end of it, the levels and where we wanted the vocals to sit and so forth. So we we worked happily on the 12 songs. Um, Then all the um, backing tracks came back um, to Australia where we recorded the vocals in Sydney. And then everything was sent back to the UK where mastering (laughs) took place in Wales at Hafford Mastering there, Misha did all the mixing and then all the mastering was complete and so the album was released in October last year. Now Watermelon Jazz, the songs are written with jazz in mind so you know we can write a little ditty, a little two chord song, it can be a two chord song and a rhyme And you can then adorn that with, you know, a country vibe or in this case it was jazz. So I've written these little songs and then a few more complex songs with jazz in mind. And when we think think of jazz, we think of a really accessible, happy jazz. We think of jazz that's very easy to listen to, really fun. And we think of big band. We think of great sax solos, trumpet solos, We think of lots of energy in life, the call and response, the very uh, singable melodies, and, you know, these are all um, elements that you can find in My Little Songs um, because of the planning and then the execution with the arrangement. And that's kind of how it came out. One of the ideas that I had with this material would be that it would be multi-generational. And by that I mean that grandparents parents, children at home, and again I'm thinking about this time during lockdown, they could really enjoy this music together because the tunes are accessible, they're clearly children's songs, the lyrics are all about children, but the music has a little bit of that yesteryear idea that I think
0: parents and grandparents can truly enjoy with their children as well. Excellent. All right. Are you ready to get into your songs? Sure. I'd love to share something. Yeah. The song on today's episode is called boxes so tell us a little bit about this song well this is a little song that was born out of our
1: lockdown experience doing our uh, online zoom i didn't even know what zoom was patrick before COVID, and all of a sudden here we were setting up zoom to run our online early childhood music classes and we found that folks at home didn't always have the music resources that we have in our classes and so I set about a term program that included items everyday items that folks had at home things like boxes kitchen utensils and all the kinds of noise making items that children love to use at home and so um, boxes is a very sweet little song that was born out of that experience and children would tap boxes they're so creative tap bang build construct, hide in, tip out, you know, go for a little zoom around the room in little boxes. And so it's a fun little song that has just been born out of that. In the middle of the song, you'll hear a little modulation from the major key to the minor key and then back to the major key again. And this demonstrates to us what happens when the children were building a tower of boxes, knocking it down and then building it back up again. So it's quite sweet and a lot of fun.
0: All right, well, let's check it out. Here is Boxes by Yuka Baby. All right, Joanne, let everybody know where they can stream and download Yuka Baby Music and where they can find and connect with you on social media.
1: Sure. Well, the website is www.yukababy.com.au. That's That's the website. And all the music can be found there as well as all streaming platforms, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, and and so on. So if you look up Yuka Baby, you'll find us. It is my desire that folks will pick up the little ones and have a great time singing and dancing all around the house and really enjoy this music just as we do.
0: Thanks. Wonderful. All right. Well, Joanne, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, best to you there in Australia. And I will talk to you again soon.